Episode four. Episode four, baby. Here we fucking go. So uh, when I was like about knee high, when I was about four years old, um, I, you know, I started realizing that the reason why men would go to the men's washroom and women would go to the women's washroom was because they had completely different, you know, sexual organs. I thought for a long time women would just go to the women's washroom because they got tits and men just didn't for for like the most part at least. And it's because it's, it's kind of weird though because it's like when you're like what a day old or two days old or a week old, you get to this point where uh, you get breastfed. Obviously, you're like breastfed for like what six months, a year, two years. I don't know how long you get breastfed. I don't. I've never breastfed a baby before. I would if I could, not out of fetish. Well, not because it's a fetish, just. You know, for the health of the baby, you know, you got to you got to do what you got to do. You know, I don't even know if I want to have a baby. Maybe I wouldn't mind taking care of a baby that's like not mine. You know, like it's some random strangers. I wouldn't breastfeed a random stranger's baby. That would be socially unacceptable, I think. But anyway, where I was going with this, I think is what this is where I was going with this was when you're a kid, when you're like really young, you're like, get to a point when you're like four or five and you're not allowed to see tits. Okay, you're not allowed to see boobs on screen. You know, you're watching like a movie with the fam, you're watching a movie with your aunt or some shit. And then, you know, there's some boob action going on on the screen. And your aunt or your family is like, oh, you know, Marwan, you gotta cover your eyes now. And it's like, bro, for like the first year of my life, I saw that shit. I know what that shit looks like. Why do I have to like cover my eyes now? I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know where. At one point, like, wh- how long am I supposed to cover my eyes for? Like until I'm, what, like eighteen, <laughs> or till I'm like nineteen or twenty-one or some shit. I know. I know when you're eighteen, you're allowed to go to the military in the U.S. But when you're twenty-one. That's when that's when you can drink. So maybe uh, when you're 21, you can see tits. Is that is that how it works? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. Anyway, fuck it. Roll the intro, baby. All right. So we are at episode four. Episode four. You know, I did a whole recording of this episode. Unfortunately, the sound sounded like shit, and I did not want another audio issue going on, so I had to re-record the whole thing. YouTube problems, man. YouTube problems. Or podcasting. Podcasting problems. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world of audio. You know, like I'm learning so much about audio, and I'm learning so much about not what not to do. You know, you listen to episode three. Great episode, by the way. One of my favorites so far. You know, out of all the three, it's one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, you, you hear the audio and you're like, yo, conversation's good, but the audio was annoying me. So I was like, yo, I don't want an audio issue shit in this episode too. But then audio issues started popping up and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Can't catch a break. Can't catch a break with this life. This this podcasting life, man. This podcast. So anyway... We're going to start off a new segment that I'd like to call Internet Points. Okay, so at this point, either some intro rolled up or something rolled up. I'm still not sure if I'm going to make an intro for this. 
So either there was like a gap where I didn't say anything or there is some sort of song that got played. So I will find out in like the next few hours when I edit this. And uh, I guess you'll know when I release this. So anyway, we're going to start off with the first piece of news. Has the state of Israel made contact with aliens? Let me check the audio on this. Okay, everything looks good. According to retired Israeli officer and current professor Haim Esht, I don't know how to pronounce that, Haim Esht, H-A-I-M, and then Esht, the answer is yes. But this has been kept a secret because humanity isn't ready. So this guy is saying that there's a conversation going on between the Israel and the US with aliens. You know, and uh, and uh, look, I'm not saying that it's bullshit or it's real. It's just like, I'm just not surprised. You know, I'm just not surprised anymore. Anything could happen. I'm not surprised. The thing with this kind of news is as soon as I saw the article, the first thing I did, I was on my desktop. I controlled F. You know what control F is? Control F is when you want to look for a specific word. So I saw the headline. I clicked on it. And then I control deft and I just wrote the word book. I wrote the word book. And this is what I found when I wrote the word book in the article. So it looked up the word book in the article and this is the paragraph that it showed up. Esht, who is the guy that's claiming all this stuff, Esht provided more information in his newest book, The Universe Beyond the Horizon. Conversations with Professor Haim Esht, along with other details such as how aliens have prevented nuclear apocalypses and when can jump when can we jump in and visit the men in black, etc. etc. So he's trying to sell a book. I'm not saying that this is fake just because he's trying to sell a book. I'm just saying he's trying to sell a book. Here's the thing: there's I'm not saying aliens don't exist. Obviously, they most likely do. It's extremely unlikely that they don't. There was a there was an analogy that I saw the a while back. It was like saying that aliens don't exist is like taking a cup of water, putting it in the ocean, taking it out and saying, "See, fish don't exist." Cuz that's how vast our universe is and that's how little we've discovered it. I ain't no scientist, but apparently we haven't really discovered much. We haven't been able to, like, cover much. So, it's uh, it's extremely likely that there's tons and tons of tons and tons of lots of life out there. But I'm just saying, for this specific story, I, I, saw, I saw it covered a lot. I saw a lot of articles covering that story. But here's the thing. There's a lot of different websites covering this story. And... What a lot of people sometimes don't realize with stories like this is they see that this story is getting covered by a lot of websites, so they automatically think that it's 100% legit. Because it's like, oh, I don't know, like New York Times is covering it, Washington Post is covering it, and all this stuff. So they automatically think, oh, well, if these guys are talking about this story, it must be legit. But the thing is, there's a really good book called uh, Trust Me, I'm Lying. I forgot who it's... It's with, it's called Trust Me, I'm Lying. Really good book. And he talks about this. He talks about how sometimes um, 
uh, you'll see tons of websites, tons of articles and shit on a specific topic or on a specific news story. But the thing is, all those websites got it from the exact same source. So if you got it from the exact same source, that doesn't make it legit. It just makes it... I don't know. What the hell does that mean? It just makes it so that they all got it from the same source. So it could still be just as fake as if it wasn't covered by any website. Because it's all from the same source. Uh, so that's all I'm saying. Okay. This could be real though. I don't know. Because honestly, man, ever since the whole, what is it called? Like the Panama scandal, the Epstein shit. Yeah, it's like Epstein's dead. It killed himself and all this shit. Like... Anything can happen, man. You just don't know. You just don't know nowadays, you know? Something could happen. Uh, fucking, I don't know. Uh, one day, Obama could be an alien. And you'd be like... I mean, it's surprising. But it's like... Is it really surprising? I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this. Anyway. Next up. On piece of news number two. We got an article from the BBC. <laughs> BBC. From the BBC. It says, Japan to fund AI matchmaking to boost birth rate. So Japan plans to boost its tumbling birth rate by funding artificial intelligence matchmaking schemes to help residents find love. So if you didn't know, Japan's birth rate has been going downtown. Been going down the hills. Uh, lately it hasn't been doing well um japan's birth rate fell by 5.9 in 2019 marwan with the fucking facts i did my research on that one baby i know what i'm talking about but that's the only factual thing i i brought up i don't know the rest of the other facts so here's the thing they got a lot of problems here it sounds to me at first is that maybe japanese people just don't want to fuck other Japanese people. Maybe Japanese people like the foreigners. And as far as I know, it's kind of hard to get into the Japans if you're uh, in a, in a, if you it's hard to be like an immigrant, it's hard to get to the Japans. I think visitor visa, they're chill with that shit, you know. You want that tourist money, that sweet sweet USD, that Kuwaiti dollars, that high currency shit. But when it comes to like working there, I think they're kind of a bitch with that stuff. I'm not 100% sure. I just like, based on what I've heard on Reddit or some shit, I just assume it's kind of a place that it's a bit tough to work in. Um, also, they're very like, uh, this. Uh, I've heard a lot that they're very like tough on foreigners in terms of like integrating them into their society. It's like if you're a foreigner, regardless of how good your Japanese is, People will, you'll never be like truly Japanese kind of thing. Like you're never one of them. You're always the foreigner. Uh, so, I mean, it is what it is, man. They're very protective of their culture. But I mean, if you want to be protective of their culture, you gotta bring the babies. You gotta fuck each other, man. You know, maybe, maybe they should, uh, you know, Eastern Europe is not that far from Japan, man. And they got all the hotties there. They should, uh, that's what the Japan government should do is just move a bunch of Polish girls to Japan and their birth rates are just going to suddenly skyrocket out of nowhere. It's like, what's going on? I don't know, man. All these Polish girls. Have you ever been to Poland? They're fucking gorgeous over there. Poland, Ukraine, Romania, most beautiful girls 
I've ever seen in my life in one spot. It's like crazy. Like the one that that shook me was Ukraine. That was the one that shook me. Kiev, Ukraine, before all the shit happened. I went there and uh, I was there for like two months or something. And I was mind fucked, mind blown by the amount of gorgeous girls in there. It is ridiculous how many gorgeous girls are there. It's like left and right IG supermodel type shit. And it's so crazy because it's like there are so many attractive women in Ukraine that you see Ukraine extremely attractive Ukrainian girls with like the shittiest jobs, which you would never see in like in the West. And when I say the shittiest jobs, I'm talking about like you'll see like a smoking hot girl uh, be a janitor in like a mall or something. You'll see like a, a smoking hot girl in like uh, a 24 hour mini mart in like the middle of nowhere. And she's like working a 3 a.m. shift, which is, you know, dangerous. You probably shouldn't do that. But there's just so many pretty girls there. It's like they just take everything like it's like oh whatever there there's just so many of them it doesn't it doesn't matter like in the west if you're used to like even western european culture or eastern or the western culture like canada north america uh even the middle east man even the middle east like women don't take those jobs like very attractive women don't take those jobs they're not going to be janitors they're not going to be like working at 3 a.m in a mini mart or some shit it's like you don't take those jobs. You don't take like the Uber jobs and shit. Whereas like over there, they they take those kind of shit, man. Very, very fascinating. Uh, very fascinating. But anyway, so this girl under in the in the same article, going back to the article, this girl named Sachiko. Oh man, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Her name is Sachiko Horiguchi. Gucci. Damn, you Gucci girl. You're Gucci. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but she's a anthropologist, medical anthropologist. And she's saying that there are better ways for the government to bump up the birth rate than subsidizing AI matchmaking, such as helping young people earning low wages. So it seems like the problem is that the there's a link between lower income levels and the loss of interest in romantic relationships among young Japanese people. So it seems like a lot of Japanese people are just having a hard time making money. If you don't make money, you can't have kids. It's hard to have kids when you don't have money, you know, so which makes perfect sense. So I don't know, man. I feel like the Japanese government, you know, the Japans, they make their decisions based on data. You know, like it's like a, they have their data, you know, they have their senses or whatever the hell they track. And... They have their data and then they're like, uh, okay, based on the data that we have, um, we're gonna, um, where, where was I going with this? Based on the data that we have, we're get, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do an AI thing. And we're, according to the data that we have, we're gonna, it's gonna help out. So I assume that's how it works. And it wasn't just some old dude being like, hey, let's use AI to like hook these people up or some shit. I don't know. I've always been in the in the mindset of you should be making data informed decisions, not data driven decisions. Like data driven is not good because data driven basically says the idea of data driven is like 
you see the data and according to this data, this is what we're going to do, which is not how you should be doing it. How you should be doing it is you see the data and you take what you can from it and then you process that shit mentally and you discuss that amongst your peers and you figure shit out. That's kind of that's kind of how it should be. It should be data informed. So I don't know. Maybe this decision wasn't even data informed. Maybe it's just some dude being like, hey, you guys should fund my project. And they were like, sure, we'll fund your project. And then this whole article came out and it completely misinterpreted everything. Which can totally happen. Can totally happen. So we're going to have a message from the sponsors of this episode. Have you ever felt like you look too normal when you're outside? Have you ever felt like you wanted to look in a way or dress in a way that makes you stand out, that makes you unique? Well, do I have the product for you? So there's a product called the Hamacher, uh, sorry, the, the product called the Protective Personal Pod by hamaturschlemer.com. So this product is the a pop-up port portable protective pod that helps you avoid exposure to germs in settings where you may be unable to maintain a social distance. So for those of you on audio, okay, this thing is like a fucking giant plastic bag on top of you. And there's like armholes in it. And the whole thing is to basically it was made during the COVID times, you know, during our times right now. And it's supposed to, quote unquote, protect you from COVID. Um, and in the, in the pictures, the people aren't wearing masks. They're just putting the fucking plastic thingy on and it looks fucking ridiculous. There's like a picture of a girl like in a coffee place, like on her laptop there's another one of another girl like on a train station and it just looks so freaking bizarre, but they're trying to make it look normal. It's like, oh, hey, you know, tough times call for tough or different measures or whatever the hell that quote is. I don't know what that sometimes I'll say things and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that was. And I'll just kind of keep going. And then eventually it'll just form a sentence and I'll be like, hey, that sounded coherent. And, uh, and I'll be like, okay, that's how people communicate. They basically say letters. They say they combine letters in their heads, turn them into words. And then from those words, they put them together. And those words form sentences. And then it's like, does that make sense? And then the people around you are like, yeah, I think that makes sense. And you're like, cool, I am communicating. Um, that's basically how my brain works it's like uh it's like word vomiting you know you just say what's on your mind and then sometimes hey holy shit that makes sense i think i made a point but then sometimes it's like what the fuck i just made my ex-girlfriend cry or someone i'm dating cry and uh, which yeah happens way too much man it happens way too much. i made my ex-girlfriend and my other girlfriend as well cry way too many times i don't know man sometimes like i'll just say something and in my head, it's like a joke. It's like, hey, hey, doopity. And then she'll cry. And then I'll be like, oh, fuck. I did not mean to say, I did not mean it in that way. I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. And then she'll be like, why would you say that? Yeah, that, that happens too much. Um, anyway, so yeah, this thing looks fucking dumb. But here's the thing. This is not the only product 
there is a competitor to this thing and it is basically like a spacesuit it's like a spacesuit but it's just the helmet and there's something covering your chest and it looks kind of cool actually but also extremely ridiculous and they're doing the same thing that the amateur schlimmer people are doing which is they're putting the person that's modeling the product in like very normal settings and they're trying to make it look like oh you know you just kind of wear it on your way to work and something and it just Man, it looks so fucking ridiculous. So anyway, that's the end of our sponsors. So now we're going to go to probably my favorite piece of news yet. Tom Cruise, baby. Yes, we are going to be talking about Tommy Cruise. Tom Cruise is planning to shoot scenes for Mission Impossible film in space. Okay, that's what the headline is. My English is not that bad, I promise. So, the Hollywood star hopes to make history as the first actor to film scenes in space in the forthcoming 8th Mission Impossible film. Um, sorry, I don't know why I said 8th in that weird way. Uh, which is currently filming in Europe. I didn't even know there were like 8 Mission Impossible movies, man. Jesus fucking Christ. You know Tom Cruise? 58. 58 years old the guy wants to film in space he's fucking crazy man love this guy man i have so much respect for him i have so much respect for him he is extremely passionate at what he does man he is mr fucking impossible and he is super into acting super into the movie business and whatnot and man the thing is when you're tom cruise it's like you can't go out in public that's the downside of being someone as big as Tom Cruise. You, you, there's no going out in public and just enjoying the world. Unless he wears like a suit or something. Like, you know, sunglasses, uh, a fake beard, maybe a Santa hat or some shit. Maybe look kind of creepy so people can stay away from you. Maybe you can enjoy life that way. But because I know he did that at one time. He like dressed as like a, U, a UPS driver or FedEx driver or some shit. I think he did something like that at one point. It's kind of funny. Uh, so, I mean, clearly he's used to it. So maybe that's how he does it, actually. Maybe that's how he kind of lives. But I don't know. I feel like a guy like that, it's like you can't just go out in public as yourself. You got to, like, hide. Or you get, like, a private island. The only thing you got is to make more movies and more movies. And it's like, that's kind of it, you know? And uh, I remember reading a story. Some Someone said uh, something about him. Is like that he's the reason why the mummy was a failure, like the rebooted mummy. And I'm just like, dude. And he's they, they were saying, like, oh, you know, he was part of the writing team, and that's part of why like the, the direction of the movie went sideways or some shit. I remember reading that somewhere at some point. And I was just like, dude, you're dealing with Tame Caruzzi, man. You're dealing with Tom fucking Cruise. Of course, he's gonna have his hands on everything that he works on. He, I highly doubt at this point in his career, he's just doing the acting and he just fucking goes home after that. He for sure has something to do with the screenplay, the writing, the direction in some way. Like he's definitely having those kind of conversations. Like Mission Impossible is this guy's baby. Do you really think someone like Tom Cruise doesn't have anything to do with the writing, with the story? Have you seen, like, Mission Impossible Fallout, by the way? You should check out Mission Impossible Fallout if you haven't. It's, like, the best one. Hands down, hands down, the best one. 
out of all of them. Mission Impossible, well, I mean, story-wise, not the best one. I still give that to three. Three is still the best one story-wise. That love story, man, it's, it's so good. You know, he's hiding who he really is. And then he, she finds out. And then they still fall in love and all this shit. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. Love that story. Love me. Love me sometimes. But, man, Fallout is like... Uh, Fallout is basically showing Tom Cruise constantly upping his game. You know, like the, the set pieces, the action is just going next level every single time. And man, Tom Cruise looks so fucking good when he runs. The guy, they should just have an action scene where he's like running to space. You know, just like fucking run up or some shit. Do some fucking CGI shit where he's just running the whole way, all the way till he gets to space. How long would that take? Like three hours or something? That's like a whole movie. Okay, I think that's like three hours. How long would that running? If you run like all the way up, just straight up, how long would it take you to hit space? You know, I if you take like a like a let's say like a three hour jog up, would it be like, would it be a lot? Like, would it take you like, I don't know, like is it like thirty thousand kilometers or some shit, or is it like, I don't know, like five kilometers? You know, it's not really that far. You can hit space pretty quickly. I don't know, man. But man, yeah, have a lot of respect for Tom Cruise. Yeah, people call him like the whole like, you know, he's scient he's a Scientologist and all this shit. He's crazy. But dude, if you look into any religion, you can find crazy shit in any fucking religion, man. It's not just Scientology. And Scientology isn't like, oh, well, Scientology is weird because aliens, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, they all have weird shit in them. Okay. All of them, every single one of them has some weird ass shit in there. And you're like, okay, this is their version of like the aliens for Scientology, basically. Okay, so I don't, I just don't think that's like the whole Scientology thing is like an excuse of him. Like, oh, well, he's crazy because of this. Um, and man, you can't deny that the guy is fucking driven, man. He's super driven. He's very into what he does. It is like very inspiring and he's super passionate about the movie business, you know, the businesses with the movies, with the Hollywoods and whatnot. He's very good at that shit, man. He's gotten to where he is now. So anyway, that's all I have for today, boys and girls. Thank you guys for joining me on my first solo episode of the podcast, please. And thank you. Hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day. Peace out.